Good morning, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful day. We continue. We left off. We are on the bottom of 107b, the ninth chapter in Baba Kama. And uh, we're dedicating this class, our brothers and sisters of the Holy Land, especially those on the front line. May all of the wounded have a full, speedy recovery. May all the hostages return home safely. Okay, the third line from the bottom. Ask the following question. I deal with perhaps Shvua Machayvusa Kefal Katartum and Achaymish. If a person denies he owes money, and he lies under oath, someone gave it to watch, and he says, that he gives a few examples, or he finds a lost object, and then he's, the owner says, give, give, give back what you found, and he says, no, I never found it, and under oath takes an oath. Then he comes clean, so the Tater says, that not only does he have to pay to achieve atonement, not only does he have to pay the principal, he has to add 20% on top, which is 25% of the principal, and you add it on top is 20%. Like if it was $100, you have to add $25. So $125. And you have to bring a, a, a guilt off. But he says, but what if, that's only if you confess, if you come clean. What if you don't come clean, you swear falsely, and then witnesses come and say that you stole it. You were watching something for someone. The guy says, okay, return it to me. And you, you swear on their own. You never, you, never, uh, you never watched it. You never took it from him. And witnesses come and say that you stole it. The guy says you have to pay double. That's one example of kefal. Kefal could be two ways. A thief comes into your house and steals, you know, picks your pocket and steals. And then he comes clean. And, and, and then witnesses come and testify he has to pay double. Or if it got to you in a good way, he, someone asked you a favor and he gave it to you. He gave you his object. But then instead of returning it, you took an oath in court that you don't owe him. It's not true. Or, or you gave it back, whatever lie you said. And then, you, and then witness, and you don't come clean. Witnesses come and testify that you stole it, you kept it to yourself. Then you have to pay double. So if you pay double, you don't pay chaymish. When do you pay double? You pay double when witnesses come and testify. You don't come clean. You don't confess. If you confess, you're exempt from any penalty. But when you pay double, it means you did not come clean and not confess. So you pay double. There's no chaymish. Chaymish is only if you confess and you come clean. For example, what if witnesses, he, he, he swears falsely in court, and then witnesses come, he has to pay double, and then he confesses <laughs> after the witnesses come. So we say, you don't pay, you don't pay chaymish, you don't pay the penalty, you have to bring a, a guilt offering, you need an atonement, but you don't pay the extra penalty of chaymish, only if there's no witnesses. So here you're paying double, it means there were witnesses who came before you confessed. Okay. So the question was, so is it because there were witnesses, because you're paying kefal, that's why you don't pay the, the, the penalty, the chaymish, the, the 20% on top? Or perhaps... Since it's the oath, why do you have to pay double? Because you took a false oath in the court. So you can't have one oath, the same oath, that obligates you to pay double that same oath. And then you come and you confess, and you come clean, you can't have that same oath. Also obligates you to pay, to pay on top of it uh, 20%. You can't have one oath obligate you in two penalties. So the Gemara says, hey, how was your question? Let, what, what, give us an example. What, 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 give, what do you, what's your question? Could go in for example. 
Shetoan Tainus Gan. Okay, he swore, he swore that it was stolen. The guy said, I gave you something to watch, okay, I'm back home, please give it back to me. He says it was stolen, I'm sorry. Then Chazar, then he took it back. He says, you know, when I said it was stolen, I was lying. It's not true. What really happened was it was lost. I should have sworn the truth. I should have sworn it was lost. I don't know, for some reason, I swore it was stolen. Even though it's the same thing. Lost or stolen is the same. He's not liable. So why did he lie? He's like a chronicle liar. He can't help himself. He's like, uh, everything has to be a lie, even if he can't tell the truth. You know, there's some people who just can't tell the truth, <laughs> no matter what. And he swears again. He swears a second time. This is the second oath. I'm, sw- I'm swearing that what really happened was that it was lost. Okay, we continue on 188. Witnesses come and say that when he said that it was stolen, he lied. It was never stolen. He stole it. And therefore they obligated him to pay. He's a liar. No one stole it from him. It's sitting in his, in, in, in his, in his backyard. He stole it. So he has to pay careful. Then Then he comes clean and he confesses that his second oath is a lie. It was never lost. So the question is, my that was Rami Bachama's question. My, what do we do in this case? Do we say, that the reason why you don't pay, you can't have Kefal and Chaymash, you can't have the same money, the same money that obligates him to pay double, cannot also obligate him also to pay the penalty of Chaymash, 20% and you already paid the kefal. So you can, it's for the same principle. You want for the same principle, you should pay double, and on top of it, pay 20% on top of that. So you don't do that. So even though he swore falsely and he came clean, he confessed that it was lost, you can't obligate him to pay the chaymash. That's one, one way of looking at it. Perhaps, no, maybe. It's you can't have one oath, one false oath, obligate him on two obligations, two penalties to pay double the principal and to pay twenty uh, percent of the twenty five percent of the principal is twenty twenty percent on top. Of. In this case, here you have two separate oaths. So the first oath obligated him to Kefal. But now that he came clean and he said, confessed that the second oath was a lie, so this, he should have to pay the penalty of 20% because of the false oath. So which one is it? What triggers the penalty of Chaymash? Is it because he denied the money, the principal, and therefore you can't have the same principal obligate two separate penalties simultaneously, Kefal and Chaymash? Or, no, it's the oath that triggers the penalty of Chaymash. So here's two separate oaths. The first oath that he lied falsely, he has to pay the kefal. And for the second oath that he, that he swore falsely and he came clean, he has to pay the Chaymash. That was Rami Bacham's question. Rami Bacham said, Toshma, I'll bring you a proof. We learned the Brahisa. Someone says to someone in the marketplace, he says, Alvin, where, where's, where's my axe that you stole? That you don't have to make I don't know who you are. Like, you laughed here. I never stole anything. What are you talking about? You're just accusing me of nothing. And, and this was, Echad Menashuk means he didn't watch it. He's not, you're not watching it for him. 
He's not, he's not speaking to someone, hey, I gave you my axe, return it to me. No, a stranger. I never gave you anything. You came to my house and you stole my axe. That's his claim. And he says, I never stole it. It's not true. And it must be I make you swear. Yeah, I affirm under oath that I never, I never stole your axe. Which amen is equivalent, when you say amen, it's the same, the equivalent as if you swore. Orally and verbally, as if you, as if you yourself made the oath. You're affirming. That's the power of amen. You're affirming, as if you made the blessing. As if you made the oath. And then witnesses come and say, you know what? <laughs> he did steal it. So Mishalmah, he has to pay double. That's, that's a case of a thief. He stole it. And witnesses come and testify. Maybe what if he comes clean, he confesses to a sin on his own? In Mishalim, he doesn't pay double. He's exempted the penalty paying double, but now he has a different penalty for swearing falsely. So he has to pay the principal, he has to pay on top of it 20%, and he has to build a, bring a guilt to it. That's the price. So what do we see from here? Here is a case. What causes him to pay the kefil, the double? The witnesses testify and he has to pay the penalty of kefil. And nevertheless, it says in the Braise, in. When does he have to pay the Chaymesh only in a case where he confesses and he comes clean? There are no witnesses. The witnesses don't show up. He himself comes to the court and says, you know, I, I, I swore false. I indeed did steal. Then there's no careful. He has to pay the Chaymesh. But what if he confesses after the witnesses come? He doesn't have to pay the Chaymesh. He only has to pay the careful. If you're going to say, but if you're going to say that the reason the Torah says you don't have two penalties simultaneously, pay double the principal and to pay on top of it 20%, is because he can't have one false oath obligate him on two things. That's the reason why. Why, if he confesses after the witnesses come, he's not a thief, a thief who steals, a, a person from the marketplace who comes into your house and steals, I don't need him to swear falsely in order to obligate him to pay double. The penalty of double is if we catch the thief, the witnesses come and say, the guy stole. We didn't even know he existed until the witnesses came. So he, he didn't never swore. You don't need him to swear you stole, you have to pay careful. So in that case, in a case where he was given to he was given the object legit legally, the owner gave it to him. Please do me a favor, watch it. Then he denies it and he says, I never stole it. I, I, then he denies it and he says, You never gave it to me, it was stolen from me. In that case, only if he swears to that effect. If he swears falsely, then witnesses come and say, You stole it, only then do you have to pay double. If he swears in court. But a regular thief, here the Bryce was talking about a regular thief. He meets a guy in the marketplace. He doesn't say, I gave it to you to watch and please give it back to me. He says, you stole it. You came into my house in the middle of the night and you stole my axe. In that case, I don't need a witness to obligate him to pay, to pay careful. Even if he never swore. It happened to me, he swore. But even if he never swore falsely, 
The reason he pays kefil is not because he swore falsely. Nothing to do with the, the oath. It's because he stole, period. So that's the case. So the, the, oh, the, then he goes ahead and he swore falsely. He said, Amen. The owner accused him and made him swear and he said, Amen. He affirmed it. So, and he comes clean. He should be, have to, he should be obligated to pay the penalty of the 20%, even though he paid the kefil. Because the penalty of the 20% is for swearing falsely. The penalty of the kefil is for stealing. It's not like the case earlier, which was, it was one oath that obligated him both things, because he was a watcher, he was a bailey. And then he swore on the oath, lied, and he said that it was, he, he doesn't have it, he gave it back, it was stolen, whatever. And then it turns out that he stole it. Then the witnesses come and say that he stole it. Then the reason he pays kefil is because he swore falsely. So you can't have one oath obligate him in two, two, two different penalties. Pay double the principal and 20% of that. But here in this case, the reason he pays kefil is only because he stole it. Even if he never swore, witnesses come and say, once the witnesses come and testify he stole it, he has to pay double the principal. The, the, the oath has nothing to do with it. So the fact that he swore and then he comes clean, he confesses, he should, maybe in another court, whatever he confesses, he should be obligated to pay the 20%. And the Bryson says he doesn't. The only time he pays 20% is if there are no witnesses. He comes clean on his own. Only then doesn't, doesn't pay careful and he pays. So this answers Ramachama's question. So we see it's not the, it's not the oath. That, it's not the reason you don't simultaneously give him two penalties, the double and the, and, and the chaymish, the 20%, is because you can't have one oath, one false oath, obligate two separate penalties. No. The reason is because you can't have one, one principle, one item, obligate two principles. He can't pay on the same item that he stole and he confessed. He can't have two separate uh, payments, two separate penalties. This is a clear proof. This is a proof. Decisive proof. Okay. That answers Rambam Rechama's question. Previous case, even though it was two separate oaths, first he swore that it was stolen. Then he says, you know, I lied. I was really lost. He steals and it was lost. The witnesses come and say that it was, it was uh, that he stole it. After uh, they came after the first oath, and then he swore that it was lost, and um, and he comes clean. But nevertheless, you can't obligate him to pay chaymish. He can't pay on one principle, on one item. One principle have two penalties: double payment and twenty percent of time. Okay, boy, Rabin, Rabin had another question. Okay, now that we established, now that we established, you can't have two penalties on one principle: double the principle and twenty percent of the principle. So Ravina asked, "What if chaymish ukfeila betregab mai?" What if there's two separate people? Could the two, two different people, could I obligate on the same principle, one person has to pay the double, and one, double the principle, one person has to pay the chaymish. So says, hey, you give an example, what are you talking about? Keep going, for example. The owner hands over his axe to two people to watch with him. Partners, your partners to watch with him. The and they both claim the owner came back to collect his axe they both said it was stolen from us and we're exempt 
you know, they, they, they did him a favor. They're not obligated. They weren't paid for this. They did him a favor to watch it for him. And they're, not, they're exempt if it was lost to stone. Now, Chad Nizba, one of them swore. He sweared in court. He took an oath that it was, it was stolen. V'chad and V'hoide, one of them swore and he confessed. He comes clean. He says, it's a lie. It was never stolen. We stole it. And V'chad Nizba, and one of them swore that it was stolen. And Oboide, and witnesses come and testify that he stole it. So therefore, he has to pay Kefal. So my, what do we do in this case? Mi amrinan, do we say, Maybe it's only if it's the same person. If it's the same person, you can't have two penalties on one, on one principle. That the same person should pay the penalty of double the principle and a fifth. So therefore, if that's the case, hi, in our case, in our case, which two separate people, it's not one person. So the one who did not confess, he didn't come clean. There's the witnesses that come and said that he stole it in Shankvele. He should be obligated to pay double. And Baha'i, and the one who confessed, who came clean, the partner who confessed and came clean, after he swore false in the Shalom Chumshah, he should pay, should pay the 20%. That's one way of saying, Oydilma, perhaps, no. The Torah is looking, you can't have one item, that that item should obligate two separate penalties. It doesn't matter if it's two people, it doesn't change anything. So therefore, you can't have two penalties on one, on one principle. So therefore, you can't have it. So you can't obligate both Kefal and Chaymas. And it's a good question. So what do we do? He says they both have to share the principle. They both have to split the principle. They're partners, so they have to return the principle. Kefal, since it's Teku, so we leave it. We can't ask him to pay the double, the one who did not confess, the one who the witnesses came and testified that he lied under oath and he stole it. But if the owner grabs the Kefal, we can't take it away from him either because we don't know what the Allah is. And the one who confessed has to pay the Chaymash. Like everyone else, he comes clean, he confesses, he swore falsely, he has to pay the penalty of 20% Shiva Natoma. Okay. Boy, Rapope, Rapope has the following question. Today, Chumsh. Today, Kfeli. Bechad Gavra Mai. Is it possible for one person to become obligated to pay two chaymish, two, two penalties of 20% on the same principle, or two kefals on the same principle. Give me an example. What do you For example, your mother says, he was given an animal to watch. The owner comes to collect the animal, he says, it was lost. And he swears. He swears. To that effect, in the court, it was lost. And he's exempt. Then Vahoyde comes back to the court the next day. He couldn't sleep at night. He felt he was guilt-ridden. He says, you know, I confess this. I lied. They've never lost. Then he comes, and later on he says, Vitan. Then he says, Tainus Ovid. Again. In other words, after, after he swore falsely, and says it wasn't lost, I still have it. He comes back the next day, he says, you won't believe what happened. 
<laughs> it got lost today. It got lost. <laughs> and he swears to that effect. And then Bahaidi confesses again. He's a serial liar. He's a politician. He can't help himself. He's constantly lying and swearing falsely. So he has two oaths, two false oaths. And each one should obligate him, and he confessed. Each one should obligate him to pay not only the principal, but pay back the chaymish. So does he have to pay two penalties of chaymish? Let's say it's $100. He has to pay $50 on top of it, $125 and a second time $25 on top of it. Inami, or for example, Kegoyim, for example, Shetor and Tainas Gamet, he claimed, the Beili claims, the watcher claims that it was stolen. The Nishman, he swears to that effect. And then a bow ate and witnesses come and testify, it's not true, it was never stolen, he stole it, it's sitting in his garage. So he's obligated to pay the double, double the principal to the owner. Then after they testify that he stole it, he says he, won't, he comes in the next day and says he won't believe what happened. It was stolen. Stolen. And the Nishman, he swears to that effect. Well, what the, well, why would they make would they make him swear that he stole him? Once he stole it, he stole it. He doesn't exempt himself. Who cares if it was stolen? You become responsible. Once you got it, even if an accident happened, an act of God, you're responsible. So, so why would the Besan make him swear? To say that, let's say he went to another court. Then they don't know that he already swore and that he was caught. He comes, you know, he goes to another court. He finds other rabbis who don't know anything and he swears that his intent was to exempt himself. Even though practically it doesn't make any difference. Because the fact is that once you swore falsely that it was stolen and you yourself stole it, you're a ganif and you're responsible for everything. So even if it was lost, even if it worse than lost, even if it was stolen, worse than stolen, an accident happened, tsunami happened, who cares? It's, it's, you're, you're responsible. But anyway, that was his intent to exempt himself again. The question is, my, what's the halacha? Mi amrina and trei gavnim amoyna. Do we say that only two different monies, two different principles could obligate two different penalties of kefil of double? You can't have one principle pay two penalties, double the principle and the same principle. Okay. Uh, there's three ways we have this problem with people who are doing the taxes right after they become jealous. There's three ways to get around this. Number one is that the Torah says you don't pay two different penalties on the same principle. Today, minimum minor penalty of double the principle and the penalty of 20%. You can't have one principle generate, trigger two penalties on the same principle. The idea is that over here. Over here, chad gavnu. But here, it's the same. It's it's kefil. It's the same penalties. Maybe he could have two penalties of kefil and the same principle. So let's say it was a hundred dollars. He has to pay the owner three hundred dollars twice. The principle. I don't know. Perhaps today, mamoyna amrachmanad l'nistamol echad mamoyna. You can't have any two penalties on one principle. You can't obligate him to pay twice, twice, two times. A hundred dollars and on top of the hundred and the principle and then another hundred. Even though it was two separate. 
That was his question. I'll answer that Papa's question. We learn the Omar. Because Rav said, it says in the passage, Rav taught, we already learned this earlier, that in the plural, you can pay many penalties of chaymish on principle. Of course, you only pay one principle. There's only one, the same principle. But every time he lies, false, he swears falsely. Let's say the, the court obligated him to go pay, and then he comes and he says again, that he already paid, and he lies, and then he confesses, I didn't pay. He's like a serial liar, even five times. For each time, he has to pay, on top of the principle, he has to pay 20%. So he could end up paying $200 if he swore five times falsely, and then he confesses, he has to pay. So that answers the question, that you can have one money obligate you many, many penalties, as long as it's the same penalty. Many, many penalties of, of, of chaymish, of, of the, tw- the 20%. Many penalties of kefil. It's only, the Titus says, you can't have one principle obligate you trigger two separate penalties. Like double and chaymish. If tavu bailim l'shaymish. The owner is the man from the watch. Okay, return me my object that I asked you to watch. You were kind enough to watch for me. And he swears there was stolen. So he's exempt. But even though he's exempt, Shilim, he pays. You know, I'm, I, wanna, I'm a chas, I don't feel comfortable. Even though I'm not responsible, the Torah says I'm exempt, but I took responsibility. I'm, uh, and, uh, I feel bad that under my watcher was stolen. I'm going to pay you anyway. Even I don't have to. Vishil. And then who can a ganev? Then the witnesses come and uh, we find the ganev. We find who actually stole it. And the ganev has to pay double. Who does he pay the double to? That's the question. <laughs> who gets the double? Who gets that penalty? Who, who gets that extra hundred dollars? So he, he says, a kefil, the kefil. Let me. Who gets the kefil? The owner, because it was his axe that he stole. And the moment he stole it, he became obligated to pay double. Or no, because the shame paid for it already. So he like bought it. He didn't have to pay. So he like bought it, bought and paid. So now it's his. So now after he paid for it, they found the ganif. He should get, he should get the cave. He should get the principal and the, and the, and the cave. Let me, so we have an argument. Abaya says the owner gets it. He says the Shemer gets it, the Bailey gets it. I mean, the moment he stole it, he became obligated to pay the penalty. But the Gemara says that a person would rather be certain of the principle than versus a speculative gain. If it's stolen and they find a ganif, and if he doesn't confess, and the witnesses come and testify, and then it'll get double, it'll get double his money. So he says, basically, the owner is telling the Bailey that if it's lost and you're going to pay, you're going to make me whole, I would rather be whole on my principle, even though I'm going to lose out the speculative possible gains. I would rather be whole and you keep the, the kefal. You keep the penalty if, if the ganif is found versus not paying me because you're exempt from paying me because it was stolen and you only did me a favor to watch it. You're not obligated. And then if it's then, possibility, if, it's, if the ganif is found, 
I'll end up getting double. I'll get that extra benefit. I'll get the double the principal. So notice he acquire, he gives it to him that a moment before it's stolen or when he gives it to him he says I'm giving it to you that it's yours that if you're going to pay me so therefore it says if the thief stole the ox that belonged to the bailey because the owner is like transmitting it and giving it to the bailey so now now when it was lost when it was stolen the kafel belongs to the bailey that's Rav's opinion Abayah says no. It was stolen from the, the moment it was stolen. He became obligated to pay the kafel, and therefore the kafel, the penalty, goes to the. Of course, the principal, the shamer, gets back because he paid for the principal, and now the owner gets back the principal. So you pay the principal with the kafel. The kafel, uh, the kafel goes to the owner. the reason we give it to the owner. Because since he forced him, he had to drag him to court. He forced him to take him to court, and he administered an oath, and, and he, he and he swore in the court that he stole, that it was stolen. He's exempt. So even though at the end, at the end he decided to pay, I'm not giving you the cave. I'm keeping it to myself. You forced me to drag you to court, to schlep you to court. If you would have come and paid right away, if I asked you for the ox and you would have come and said, you know what, I, don't, I was stolen, but you know what, here's the money. Fine, then it's yours. But no, you didn't, you didn't offer to pay. You claimed it was stolen. You had to drag you to court and you had to swear. Later on, after you swore and the, set, the court says you don't have to pay, you came and paid me, you know what? Thank you, but I'm keeping the cave. But of Amar, no, me. Why? That the, the, the Bailey who paid, even though he didn't have to pay, he gets the, the benefit of the cave. He gets the extra. Why? Because the Kivan the Shilo, at the end of the day, he did pay. He didn't have to pay, and he paid. So for that alone, the owner says, Thank you. I'm so grateful that you're paying the principal. You're making me whole, even though you don't have to. I'm giving it all to you. Now it's yours. And therefore, you have the merit of the cave. And the Gemara says, "This argument, the Bible over arguing with the Yuka, the Masnis, a deduction from a mission in Baba Metzia." Now, and we learn the third chapter of Metzia: If a person gives his friend his animal to watch or his utensils to watch, free, he's doing him a favor. He said, "Do me a favor, please watch for me. I'm leaving town. Can you watch her for a few days?" They were lost or stolen. The the Bailey didn't want to swear. He could swear, and, and it's the truth it was lost or stolen. And he could swear to that effect, and he would be exempt. But he's an honest person. He never swore in his life. He doesn't want to stand in the court or hold a Torah and, and put his hand in the Torah and swear. He doesn't want, you know what, I would rather pay than swear. Even to swear the truth. It says even if you swear the truth, the whole world trembles. That's how serious an oath is. An oath is like, it's like the worst sin to swear falsely. But even because even swearing the truth, you have to tremble when you swear. Rabbis would rather pay money than swear, even to swear the truth. Even though they have to pay a lot of money, you can swear the truth and you can exempt yourself. He says, I don't want to swear, even though I'm telling you the truth, but I would, I'll pay you. Let me pay you. Shari Amrush. He could swear and he could be exempt. He doesn't have to pay. Okay, and then 
after he swore, just to prove how, how, how after not swearing, after paying, just to prove how, how right he was, that he was correct, they found the thief. Everything he said was true. He said it was stolen. It was stolen. And the, the witnesses come and testify, we, so we know the thief. So Mishams will get, the thief has to pay double. Not just the principal, he has to pay double the principal. Or or let's say the thief not only stole the animal, but then he went ahead and slaughtered it, and he, so he sold it. He has to pay the penalty of four, four sheep, and five times the, the, the ox. Who does he pay? So the Mishnah says, The one who has it now, meaning the Bailey, he paid for it. So he owns it. He is the owner. So the thief has to pay him the double, the penalty of double or four and five if the thief uh, slaughtered or sold it. But Nishba, but what if he swore? He didn't want to pay. He says it was stolen and he swears to that effect and he's exempt from paying. Then when Ganif and then the Ganif is found, witnesses come and testify, we know it's stolen. Corroborating that he swore the truth. Mishalim is really capable. The thief has to pay the, the, the double penalty. If he slaughtered the soldier, Mishalim is really capable. He has to pay the four or five times. 400%, 500%. He has to pay the. the, the he has to pay the, um, the, the four, four, uh, four times the sheep, five times the act. Then who does he pay this to? The penalties? The owner? So what do we see from this mission? That's the mission. So Abaya Dayak, Abaya deduce from this mission. And of a Dayak Sefer, Abaya learned his law from the beginning of the Mishnah, the openings of the Mishnah. Rava learned his law from the end of the Mishnah. The only reason, the only reason we give the penalty to the Shomer, to the watchers, because he didn't swear. So you can deduct from there. If he does swear, then he doesn't get the penalty, even if he ends up paying afterwards, if he decides to pay. Once you swear, one another, once you schlepped into court, once the owner had to schlep me to court, schlepped into court, then you know what? Very nice of you that you decide to pay after the court exempted you, but I'm keeping the, the case. That's how Abaya learns his mission. We continue on side B, 108B. But if he swore up, even though if he pays after, decides to pay after, he swore and the court exempted him. And then the owner gets it. Because of you schlep me to because I had to schlep you to court. Learns in the end of the mission. Only in the case of Nizhbav, he swore. Only because he swore and he refused to pay. He didn't have to pay. The court says he, he swore it was stolen. We exempt you from paying. And he says, okay, I'm not paying. The court says I don't have to pay. Only for that reason, then we say that if the Ganif is caught, he has to pay the penalty to the owner. But if he decides, if the Bailey decides to pay anyway, even though he swore that, effect, that it was stolen and the court exempted him, but then he decides on his own to pay, in that case, then the thief would have to pay the penalty to the Bailey. So the mother says, okay, very good, but how will Abaya understand the end of the Mishnah? The fact from the Sefer, you can deduce what Rabbi taught. The, the, the Mishnah states clearly only in a case where he doesn't pay. 
I'm sorry, only in the case where 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 where, um, where he doesn't pay. Only then do we give the kefil to the owner. But if he does pay, then we have to give the kefil to the shaymer. Rabbi seems to appear appear to, appears to be correct from the from the end of the mission. Abaye will explain This is what this is what the mission is still teaching us. Not they didn't want to pay. The mission is not saying categorically he didn't want to pay. The mission is saying he didn't want to pay before he swore. Nishbaf he swears. He insists on swearing that it was stolen. And he didn't want to pay before. He didn't want to pay instead of swearing. So once you swear, that's it. Even if later on you decide to pay, it's too late. If there's kefal here in the picture, if the ganif is caught, who gets the penalty? The owner, not you. How's Rava going to learn the Neisha? From the opening of the Mishnah, it seems clear we can deduce Abaya, what Abaya said, because the Mishnah says that you only, you only give the money to the, the penalty to the Shremer only in a case where he never swore. But if he swore, if he had to schlep him to court and he had to swear to exempt himself, even if he pays later, it would seem the Mishnah is saying, like Abaya, that the penalty goes to the owner, not to the bailey. So la rava kasher reisha. I'm a loch rava hachidan. This I have to learn the reisha. She levely not to lamid b'shvasi. If he pays, if he pays, and he didn't want to. Not she levely not to reisha. Not he didn't want to swear. He did swear. He did swear. Not don't read the Mishnah. He paid and he didn't want to swear. No, he did swear. He paid because he didn't want to abide by Yeshua, even though he swore. And the court told him, you're free to go home. You don't have to pay your exam. But he paid anyway. Shilem, he paid anyway. He didn't want to rely on his oath. He says, I know I don't have to pay, but I, I feel bad. I took responsibility and, you know, it was stolen under my watch, even though I'm exempt. And he pays. So the mission says, that's what the mission says, that you, you have to pay, and then, and then we find the thief. Who gets the penalty? Who gets the extra money? The bailey, the watcher, who paid. And of course, who does the Allah follow? Whenever there's an argument about the Rav, the law follows Rav. That since he paid, even though he didn't have to, so therefore, even though he forced him to schlep him to court and he administered an oath, Nevertheless, the kefil goes, the penalty, the extra payment goes to the bailiff. What if tavua bailim l'shemer, the owner demands from the bailiff, okay, give me back the item, I'm back home, I'm back from my trip, thank you for watching it for me, please give it back. Then nishba, and he swears that it was lost or stolen, and he And then Bokra Ganev, and we find the Ganev, we find the real, the thief. What if, if he found out who stole it from him? The bailiff finds out the stolen. So he goes to the thief and he says, he demands it. And he confesses. He confesses. Yes, I stole it. Now, usually when a person confesses, he comes clean, then he doesn't have to pay a penalty. But the question is, who, do, who does he have to confess to? If a stranger, if he confesses to a stranger, is that called a confession? It's only if the owner demands of him. 
And then Tavua Bailim, the cover. Then the, the owner comes and demands from him, and he denies it. He says, You don't have to say, him, and then the owner brings witnesses to testify that he stole it. Do we say he already confessed? He came clean. He's an honest person. He didn't, even before the witnesses came, he confessed. But who did he confess to? He confessed to the Bailey, not the owner. Is that considered a confession or not? He denied the owner. He confesses to the Bailey, it doesn't cost him anything. If he confesses to the owner, he has to pay. He doesn't want to pay. He can brag to him. There's no consequences. But to the owner, because he... The court can't go after him because he confessed to the... Uh, the rabbi said, I think you're very nice. You're very nice. If the Bailey, the custodian, swore the truth that it was stolen from him, and it turns out, that it was a because since he's, he's swearing the truth he swore the truth it was stolen from him so the owner wants him to find who the thief is in other words he, he believes him and, and, and if we find the thief the owner wants him to continue to continue his watch take it back from the thief and continue watching for me so therefore, since it's his responsibility to look, to search for the item, so it's as if he confessed before the owner. But in Beshek and Nishba, but if he swore falsely, in other words, if it turns out that he was negligent, even a Bailey who's doing you a favor, who's watching you for free, is obligated to pay for negligence. You have to, can't be, he left the door open. Of course it was stolen. You hung up a sign, here, have the person's jewelry, you left the door wide open. So you swore falsely. You said it was stolen, it wasn't your fault. It was, you did everything that you could to protect it, but it was stolen, I'm not responsible. Then it turns out, you lied, you were negligent. So in that case, the owner wouldn't want you to watch it for him. Are you kidding? I have to rescue it from you. Take it out of your hands. Then, since, so then he's finished. The owner doesn't want to know this, this, this custodian anymore. He doesn't want to have anything to do with this custodian. So the custodian demanding this, the, the, from the thief, he's a stranger. He's not the owner. So his confession means nothing. So, boy, quiet. What if Ahmad Lishava B'Shek, he was ready to swear falsely, but the owner didn't let him swear. And the Bailey, the custodian, asked the Ganef, and he confesses that he, st- that he stole it. Mao, what's the din? The bottom line is he didn't swear falsely. So the owner still trusts. So therefore, it's as if he's, he still wants him, if he fought to find the thief and re- okay. restore the item and continue watching it for him. Um, so therefore, his confession is like he's confessing to the owner. And that would exempt the thief from paying the penalty, the double penalty. Or maybe since he was ready to swear falsely, the owner no longer trusts him. He loses the trust of the owner. So he doesn't represent the owner. So he's like a stranger. His confession means nothing. The thief's confession to him means nothing. And when he, conf- when he doesn't, and therefore since he didn't confess to the owner, he has to pay double. He might have said, take, oh, it's a question. asked another question. I'm sorry. I've kind of learned this the, the following way. 
But he's not so interested in that But after view me, learned it in a different way. And I'm kind of learned the way the way we just learned the his question. After view me, learned Rav's question differently. Boy, Rav, Rav asks, He swore falsely. What's the din? Since he swore falsely, so the owner doesn't want him. I don't want you. I don't know you. I don't want you. I don't trust you anymore. I don't want you to watch this item. So therefore, the thief's confession to the Bailey now is like to a stranger. Or perhaps, since at the end, he's the, the, the Shemer will regret his, his, his oath, and he will pay. And when he pays, now when he'll pay, he'll become the owner. So now he has a right to deal directly with the thief. So even now he can demand it from him. And the thief's confession is like a confessing to the owner. So he says, Teiku. It's a question. It's a question. We don't know what the answer to this is. Since he will, wow. What if a case, in a case where the owner demanded from the Bailey, the custodian, he paid? He paid. He didn't want to swear. He said, I'll pay you. I know I can get away with it. I don't have to pay, but I'm going to pay. I don't want to swear. And then, who could have gone? And then we find the thief. And then the owner demands from the thief. And he confesses to the owner. But then the Tavu Hashem the Beili, the custodian, the man from the thief, the covenant denies it, and the Beili, the, 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 the custodian brings witnesses that he stole it. The question is, Now, since he paid, and what did we say? Well, once he pays, who gets, who's now considered the owner? The Beili is like considered the owner, like he bought it, he paid for it, now it's his, and any penalty, any credit that comes, any benefit that comes, it goes to him. So maybe now the owner is out of the picture. So the confession of the thief to him, to the, to, to, uh, to the owner, is meaningless. So he never confessed. Because when the Bailey asked him, he did not confess. And he had to bring witnesses. So maybe he should have to pay the penalty of double. So the mother said, me, I'm going to do we say. So what's the question even? We say, the Bailey, the custodian, can say to the owner, since I paid you, you're out of the picture. You're like a stranger. I don't know to have. Must say I'm relay. The owner can say to the bailey, Just like you did me a favor, you paid beyond the letter of the law. You didn't have to pay. You could have sworn, and you would have you would have been scot free. I also did you a favor. That's why Tarchinim Basaganva. Why did I go looking for the ganav? I find the ganav. I did some detective work. Because I wanted to help you. You did me a favor. You paid him, and you have to pay. Right? I went to do you a favor. Let me find the ganif, so at least you'll get back your principal. Whatever you paid me, you'll get back. Why should you lose? You, it bothered you just like it bothered you that you took responsibility to watch my item, and even though you're exempt, it bothered you and you decided to pay. It bothered me that you paid, even though, even though you didn't have to pay. Because it was stolen. So let me, let me make you whole. So he went and did his own detective work. He found the Ghanav. He came to the Ghanav and the Ghanav confessed. So you know what? I got you back the money. I'll get you back the money. So therefore, Shaklina Nanakhdi Do, Shkri Lati Do. With me? 
So therefore, since it's your responsibility, what you did, and it's my responsibility, okay. so I have a right to demand, and therefore his confession is a real confession. And therefore he's exempt from pay, paying the penalty. You'll get back your principal, but you don't make any profit. You're not getting, you're not getting a double. So you must just take... Uh, Good question. We don't know what the answer. Okay, we learn What if the animal was stolen? By force. Robbers came and gunpoint. It could even be a, a paid bailey. But if it's by force, on gunpoint, I don't have to risk my life to defend Then they found the thief. Who has to go? Who has to go and, and extract it from the thief? Amr Abayi says, If he's doing the guy a favor and he's watching it, he doesn't, he's just not obligated. If he wants, he can, he can, if he wants, he can pay the owner. He won't swear that the Bailey will pay the owner. And then he can demand from the thief. He does if he wants. Nishba, he swears. And he's exempt. And then the owner will have to deal with the thief. And then, and then, and then they'll also get the kefal. Whoever deals with the ganav will get the kefal. Will get the double. But if he's getting paid to pay, if he's getting paid to watch, even though he doesn't, he's not responsible because it was at gunpoint, it was an oinus, it was not his fault. But nevertheless, I say, may did. Since he knows who the Ganif is, it's his responsibility. That's why he's getting paid. It's your responsibility to go and extract it from the thief. He can't swear and get off falsely. No, no, no. He can't swear and get off scot-free. He has to pay the owner, and that's why I'm paying you. Go after the Ganif. That's why I'm paying you. You know who stole it. It was an accident, whatever. Go and take him to court and, and take it out of him. But, uh, you know. Okay. So, so Rabbi says, Ravama Rabbagis. Echadzeb, Echadzeb, Eisem Medin, Venenizba. Either way, even if he's an unpaid bailey, unpaid custodian, Eisem Medin, he has to pay the owner, Venenizba. He, he can't swear and be exempt. You have to go, you took responsibility, a mature adult, you took responsibility to watch my animal. It was it was lost on your watch, it was stolen on your watch, even though it's an accident, it wasn't your fault. Nevertheless, you know how to get it back, so that's part of watching. Go, take him to court, extract it from him, and... and and if not, if you could, in other words, if you have the potential to extract it from the thief and you don't, it, that's negligence. So you let him get away with it, you know how to find so him, you know what to take him to court, you know how to get it back. You can't just walk away. You're walking away, it's negligence. It's not called watching. So you pay me and you go have fun. You deal with the gun. Abayah says no. In a shame of if he gets paid for it, yes. They only can tell him, you pay me, I don't want your oath. Even though you, even though it was an oinus, it was an accident. I'm not interested in your oath. You pay me, and then you go have fun. You take him to court because he gets paid to watch. That's part of being paid to watch. But Hashem Mechinu, doing you a favor, 
Hey, we stole them from me. You can, I can take them to court. So you can take them to court. So you have fun with them. I don't want to. So he has an option. I can swear and say, listen, it was stolen from me, and I'm exempt. And now it's between you and the Ganav. Knows where the Ganav is. So go, 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 take it back from me. You pay me. You can't just swear and walk away scot free. No, no, no. You pay me the money, and you go get from the Ganav. What you paid me, you get from the Ganav. You go to court. It's your responsibility. It's the argument. Abaya says in the Shemachina, the, the Shema could swear and say, I don't want to deal with this. I'm not paying. You you go deal with the Ganav. I'm not paying anything. But Shema Sachar, he can't. Abaya says he can't. But Rabbi says even the Shemachina can't do that. Why not? Because it's negligent. Go, go, get it back from the Ghana. Yeah, but you know who the you know who stole it. So go get it back from him. That is your responsibility. That's part of watching it. Go get it back from him. Go to the court and get it back. As Lema, let's say, please get it back the Rava argues and Rabbuna ben Ab, Shalach Rabbuna ben Am, Rabbuna ben Ab, send the following Allah, Nigneva Ba'inas, if it was stolen, Ba'inas, it wasn't his fault. Vukaragan, and we recognize, then we find out who the thief is, Im Shemachinamu, that's a Zidin, that's a Nishma, Shemachinamu, that's a Zidin, that's a Rabbuna ben Ab says like a Ba'inas, that a Shemachinam could say, hey, I'm washing my hands of this. I, I'm swearing it wasn't my fault. It was stolen. You go have fun. You find it. You slap the gun at the court. You take it. Shemachinam gets paid for it. That's part of his job. You're getting paid. So, so is he arguing? Is Rabbi arguing? Rabbi was talking about a case. For example, Shekhatim and Nishba. Where before the Ganif was found, he went and swore. But once the Ganif is found, then he doesn't have the option of swearing. We're talking about a case where he swore, we didn't know who the Ganif was. So he swore, and then we find the Ganif. He said, I swore, I'm exempt, I'm out of the picture. In the case of a Masachar, even if he swore already, and he's exempt because you're not out of the picture, that's what I paid you for. But in the case where he didn't swear yet, Rabbi says, would agree with me. It's not an option now to swear. You go and you, you pay me. Pay the owner, and you go and extract it from, from the thief. The take him to court. Take the mother of Rodotza Isim Medin Nasan Israel. It says clearly, but Abin says clearly, he has an option. If he wants, he can take him to court. If he wants, he can he can swear and, and walk away. So we're talking about he didn't swear yet. No, no, this, this is what Abun is saying. If he wants, Shemachinam could stand by his oath. I swore I'm not paying, so I'm not paying. I'm out of this. I'm washing my hands of this whole business. But if he wants, if he wants, he can, he can, if he wants to be a nice guy, even though he swore already and he's exempt, he can go and say, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll help you extract it from the gamut. Okay, no. Yes. The question, Rabbi Zuti, Rabbi Zuti, that was the name, Boilo had, had this question. Nigneva Boinus, it was stolen Boinus, it wasn't this one. Let's say it was, it was bandits that came at gunpoint, they stole it from him. And even if he's a paid bailey, he's not responsible. And then the thief returned it, he turned the animal back to the house of the bailey of the custodian. And then the animal died because of negligence. Mao, what's the law? Is the bailey, the custodian, obligated to pay? What's the question? Me, Amrin, do we say, even the nignava bainus? Since it was stolen, 
It wasn't his fault. It was, uh, it was uh, hijacked. It was a highway robbery. He's over. He's no longer a Bailey. He's out of the picture. There's no longer any connection between him and Nishan. So therefore, when he returns it back to him, it's like, it's like you're giving an animal to a stranger. I no longer take any responsibility. I'm not responsible. So even if it was negligence, the door was wide open, I have nothing to do with it anymore. It's over. I don't know perhaps. Even the Hadr, Hadr, since he returned it, so now he's back back to square one. Now you're back at being a shaman, you're responsible, which means nothing. Take what it says. Let's take it. We don't know the answer. We'll stop by the Mishnah. We'll, everyone have a wonderful day.